0: Savior, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, whose cause to be written for our learning today, the Scripture, which forms the basis of our meditation, found in the eleventh chapter of Saint Matthew's Gospel. I read it to you now. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The second text you noticed is from the Psalms, Psalm thirty-two, and what I'd like you to do, please is open your hymnal now to Psalm 32. I will uh, read the text from that portion of Scripture a little later, so please mark it with one of those nice ribbons, and we'll come back to it in a few minutes. Well, many minutes. I would like, first of all, to ask you a question this morning. Whether or not you at some time during the course of your day maybe i should say days plural feel feel weighted down you know like heavy some of the people we admire in scripture certainly experienced times when they felt that way when they felt worn out you might say unable to rest i want to ask you first to hear about jeremiah I am overwhelmed with trouble, he said. This is in chapter 45 of his Old Testament reading. Haven't I had enough pain already, and now the Lord has added more? I am worn out from sighing and can find no rest. Another place in the Psalms, Psalm 27, the psalmist says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. A promise that goes a long ways. We will grant. But the psalmist too. Like Jeremiah. Who goes on to say at that point. I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety. For you are my safe refuge. A fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary. Safe beneath the shelter. Of your wings, So we have both our own weight. We have the weight as being felt by the people of God, the, the, of, of both the Old and the New Testament. And then we have also in their very words of agony, a, a, a pointing towards his, his provision of response to our weightedness. I want to say next to you that if you're feeling some of that weight, If you're feeling some of that weight this day, I want to know if you would join me in a brief prayer. Lord, it does feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders, and I know this isn't your will. Teach me to cast my worries and concerns on you, knowing that you have promised to take care of me. In Jesus' name. When I was a child, this thing didn't exist. You know what I mean? We had another hymnal, right? The ones that I grew up with as a child out in Reedsburg, Wisconsin, uh, they were blue, and they were precious to us. TLH it's referred to. The Lutheran hymnal. Some of you certainly remember. Others of you may not. I want to take you to Hymn 395 in TLH, and share with you from there a bit of the fourth stanza. It's a prayer. It's one that I have treasured all my life. When counsel I would know, good counsel let me find. What a great prayer, huh? When I need it, Lord, help me find it. It's also in that hymnal, by the way. It's 696. But it, of course, when they change hymns, sometimes they change the wording, and uh, it still says a similar thing, if not the same. Let me find good friends for counsel and correction. On occasion, Jesus chastised; he he scolded <laughs> those who rejected him, calling. Uh, them to repentance in contrast. Of course, there were those moments when he spoke of gratitude to his Father for those who humbled themselves, recognizing their sin, repenting of the same. Things really, they haven't changed. (laughs) Not from his day (laughs) to my younger years to this day people find it today just as difficult to accept the implications of original sin. Namely, that people as they are born into this world are spiritually dead. Enemies of God. People find it difficult to accept that their intellect and actions are limited when it comes to satisfying the judgment of God do them for their actual sins it is is important for us to recognize that we who are believers in Christ are still in the flesh still here yeah and everything that goes with it right like a beaver that gnaws with regularity at his tree so human pride continues to gnaw at the believer's conviction that Jesus Christ alone is the basis and source of spiritual life and salvation. We, in fact, find ourselves on both sides of the equation. At times in need of scolding, oh yeah, and thank God at times moved in the power of His Spirit to repentance like a dog on a leash, the believer's sinful flesh would like to lead the believer to think that the keeping of rites and ceremonies and or doing acts of service and sympathy for our fellow man must somehow be added to what Jesus Christ did for us. Call it Piling on, if you want. But our mind sometimes gets to the point where it thinks It's necessary in order to be sufficient. It is our original nature, our sinfulness, our imperfection that is the root cause of our human situation with all of its burdens. Consider, in fact, with me, please, visualize some of them. All promised, by the way, for human beings. After the fall into sin in the Garden of Eden. First, what was promised. First, hard physical labor. Very clear in Genesis. Physical handicaps or injuries or diseases. Responsibilities and concerns of being or becoming a parent. Or for that matter, of being or becoming a husband or wife. Aging and pains, miseries and fears that are part of the process of aging. It's what aging brings. Consider the person who appears, who looks to be disillusioned. Can you see that face? Someone uncertain in a decision, puzzled. Perhaps worried about the future. Insecure. Is it the face there in your mirror? Diswrought. Discouraged. Emotionally weighed down. Perhaps fearful of God. Guilty of wrongdoing. As a result of sin, in our lives, you and I have become well acquainted, well acquainted with many of these burdens. Scripture says, tired of carrying heavy loads. How welcome then, huh? Not so? How welcome then the invitation of Jesus. In our text, he says, come to me. Jesus. Jesus, who knew total, mutual, and unique communion with the creator of heaven and earth addresses you with this invitation. Come to me, he says. All of you who are tired from carrying Heavy loads. Okay, it's time for Psalm 32. You got it marked in your hymnal? Please turn there with me. Let's read the first five verses together. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you And I did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. There it is. Jesus says come. He invites us. And he assures us. I will give you rest. That's the invitation and the promise of our Lord. Our Lord paid full price full price for the guilt which we own as we face our holy God and he rose victorious victorious over sin death and the devil he overcame completely the root cause of our human burdens he continually offers his personal assurance of full forgiveness in the word and in his holy meal Jesus encourages us. Take my yoke and put it on you, he said. For the yoke I will give you is easy. When Jesus, our Redeemer, took the full blast of God's anger against our sins upon himself, he freed you and he freed me and he freed all believers in Christ from the curse of the law. Followers of the Lord Jesus, the encouragement is be refreshed find rest in this assurance be refreshed and find rest in the complete forgiveness of all of your sins you are now free free to serve your lord joyfully and willingly yes jesus invites us jesus encourages us jesus Cheers us. Learn from me, he says, and you will find rest. The psalmist rejoiced. I confess my wrongdoing, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Christian freedom is never license to live as the flesh pleases. We must remember that. But to live as God pleases. The freedom of the Christian moves her, moves him as a disciple of our Lord, To learn all that Jesus himself taught us as recorded in the Holy Scriptures. The freedom of the Christian moves her, moves him as a disciple of our Lord to witness to our Lord and our Savior by word and actions. And Christian freedom moves us as disciples of our Lord to bring the message of these texts and so many more, of course, to those others who are tired, tired from carrying heavy loads. We can reassure with the psalmist, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Jesus invites, Jesus encourages, Jesus cheers us. Jesus, one with the Father and the Holy Spirit, invites us to come. To come to Him. To find full salvation. To find spiritual rest in Him. And to take from Him refreshment and rest. That we may serve Him in true freedom, joy, and gladness. Here in time, and hereafter, by His grace in eternity. And God's people said, Indeed, amen. May the peace of God that far surpasses our human understanding keep your hearts and your lives so focused in Him who invites you to come that you might know each and every day of your life that refreshment and rest that He alone can deliver. Please. We're privileged also to say what we believe about.